Welcome to Praying the Psalms, a daily podcast from Doxa Church in Madison, Wisconsin. As a church finds itself isolated from one another physically, we are reading, studying, and praying the Psalms together each morning as a way to join ourselves together spiritually. We want to slow down, get a bigger picture of God and a clearer picture of ourselves, but most of all, we want to join ourselves together around the throne of the one who has joined himself to us. And so if you haven't already, pull out a Bible and spend some time in Psalm 10. Now, as we get into this, Psalm 10 is, is once again a, a psalm of lament sung by King David. We, we talked about these songs of lament a few days ago, if you remember, as we went through Psalm 6. But here, David is once again crying out to God because of the injustice that he sees in the world around him and the suffering that he is experiencing and the hardships that he's seeing throughout people. And here specifically, David sees wicked people pursuing and abusing poor and, uh, and afflicted people. And as David sees this, he, he essentially questions God and he, he wonders why God would allow this to happen. And he basically asks God, I mean, really candidly, God, do you even care? And if I had to sum up this psalm, I, I'd put it like this, okay? If I had to like write it, write it out, in verse 1, we, we see David question, like, why he doesn't see God doing anything in times of trouble. Then in verses 2 through 11, he really just describes these wicked people that he sees. And then he starts to pray and talk to God. And in verses 12 through 15, he asks God to move. And in his words, he asks God to lift up his hand and break the arms of those who do evil against lowly people. And then David concludes this song in verses 16 through 18 with just like a, a movement of confidence that although David doesn't know what's going on, he recognizes that God is king and he trusts him. And he knows that God cares and he knows that God hears and that he loves people. Now, here's how I want to talk with you about this psalm, okay? There, there's essentially three questions that I asked myself as I was reading and praying this psalm today. And, and honestly, these are three questions that I frequently ask myself as I come to the scriptures. But here they are. Number one, like, what can I learn from God or learn about God? What lessons or warnings do I need to hear? And then number three, what, what promise can I can I cling to? And so that's how I want to approach just talking to you about this psalm today, okay? So that first question, what can I learn about God here? In verse 16 was, was one of the verses that, that really grabbed me. And this is what David says at the end of this psalm. He says, the Lord is king forever and ever. Now, if you remember back to the beginning of this psalm, David was struggling to see what God was doing. Right? He was struggling to see God like I, in, in this light. I mean, he saw hardship and injustice and suffering in the world. And he really asked God in verse 1, Why, O oh Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And as David writes this, you know, I, I see him wrestling and maybe even thinking, Is God really in control? I mean, is, I know that we're supposed to, we call him king, but he doesn't really seem like he's in control like a king right now. But here's what I love, guys, as we read this and, and we meditate on this and pray through it, I think David models the difference between letting our emotions inform our view of God and taking our emotions to God and letting him inform our emotions in light of him being God. Now, as I thought about this, like I was reminded of the truth, and this is like a, you might think this is just like a stupid truth, but it's a truth. And I took comfort in this. And here it is. There is a God and I am not him, right? I mean, this brings me such peace and joy 
in my everyday life because I know that God is in control as king. He loves me as father. And so that means that I can trust him. And even if I don't know what's happening around me, and even if I feel like things are completely out of control, and maybe even I feel like God is as distant as it did for David here in Psalm 10, I know the truth that God is, is king. And, and this made me, made me think about um, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. This has been like a formational passage for me. It's brought me such security, such clarity on who God is and my perspective on, on life. And, and I hope it, maybe as you hear this, it will do that for you as well. But Isaiah 55, 8 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And, and I want that to just like sink into your, your head and drop down into your heart that you actually get this because you can know this today, that God is king, that he is in control. And even though I might not understand what's happening and even though I might not see God moving, I can know that God has a perfect plan, that his ways are, are higher than my ways, his thoughts are higher than mine, and that he's king and he's moving and he's executing his perfect plan in his sovereignty. Guys, there's joy and there's peace there. That's what I learned about God this today. The second question is what lesson or warning do I need to hear? And honestly, as I thought about this question, as I prayed through the Psalm, I think this is a big one for, for me and really for all of us, because it's really just a, a warning against pride. In verse four, if you, if you consider this, like this is what David says as he thinks about the, the wicked people that he sees. And he says, in the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him, does not seek God. All his thoughts are, there is no God. And then in verse six, he says, in his heart, in this wicked person's heart, he says, I shall not be moved throughout all generations. I shall not meet adversity. That we get this intense picture of just a really prideful person here in Psalm 10. And the warning that I need to hear today is that I need to be very careful of my, of my pride. The warning is that pride is, is what makes a person not seek God. Pride is what crowds out my need for God in my everyday life. Pride is honestly like just straight from the pit of hell and it's the beginning of someone's downfall. This was what Proverbs talks about, that pride comes before the fall. I mean, the moment that I think nothing will ever shake me, that, that I'll always be happy and I'll never have trouble, this is kind of like the end of me. All right, the, the moment that, that all my thoughts crowd out the room for God to speak, that in my self-reliance, I, I crowd out like a desperate need for God. It's then that pride has won. And I'm really no different from these wicked people who go on and on without seeking God at all. And the truth is, these, these wicked people in, in Psalm 10 have, have made something else king in their lives. They've, they've made themselves, their thoughts, their ways. They've made something king in their lives. And, and I found that, that this pride is so deeply ingrained in every single one of us, especially me. And as I've prayed through this psalm now, I, I felt just like a, a loving warning from a loving father pointing this out to me because I can so easily allow all my pride to crowd out my real desperate need for God. Because the truth is, is as good as I think I am and as great as I think I am, there is nothing good in me, only the things that have been redeemed by the love and the grace of Jesus. That God is God, 
God is king. I am not. And to that, I say, man, praise God. And then the third question that I asked is, is what promise can I cling to? And in verse 17 is something that, that stood out to me. Oh Lord, you hear the desire of my, of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear. The promise that, that I can hold on to in this is that God hears my cries. And I feel like this is something that God has been teaching me every day throughout our study of the Psalms. And, and maybe one of the reasons I keep feeling led to say it on this podcast is because we really need to hear it. We, we really need to get this, that God hears our cries. He, he listens to our prayers. The truth or the promise that I can cling to is that, that God does see all the things that go on in this world. And God does care for those who are afflicted and oppressed and they're hurting. And this is an amazing truth that he is the sovereign God in whom I can place total trust in because of the fact that he knows all, he sees all, he loves all, and he's in control of all. And so my prayer is that this is some nourishment to your soul and this encourages you, but I just want to spend the last minute just praying with you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me, for forgiving me, for all I've done against you. God, through your presence and your power in my life, will you just help me to be humble like Jesus? Help me to be like the picture that I see in Philippians chapter 2. Give me the wisdom to understand your word and the will to live it out. And God, give me a heart of compassion for those who are wandering throughout life without a care for you and for those who are afflicted in just daily living and are all around, they're in trouble. Would you break my heart for them that I would move towards them like Jesus? God, would you use me to reach out to a world that doesn't know you, that needs you, to share your love and your saving gospel with them? So God, I ask that you just fill me with your spirit so I can be more like your son, Jesus, and I humbly pray in his name. Amen.